There was an old man from China who lost the keys to his Morris Minor. His wife said, don't fret, I've got a spare set and they're hidden inside my... Hello and welcome to the Pedro and Banana Podcast Podcast Podcast. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Banana. How are you doing? I'm good. How are I loved you? your little ditty, Hannah. Yeah, wonderful. Oh, so I'm getting cute. good at these. I've got better ones. They're coming. Really? Yeah. You need to think about them. I have to remember them. <laughs> I'm really, my memory's so bad. For normal songs, it's fine. I can pick up lyrics and not even think about them. But I, I'm really bad at even nursery rhymes. I can't remember them for love nor money. Is Mr. Brightside your favourite song? Oh, no, it's not my favourite, but, but it's up I there. like it. And do you know every word to the song? It's like the ultimate get drunk, sing it as your last song before you go home song. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I've never sung it in my life. I'm much older than you, though. Oh, it's such a good song. I love it. Maybe I'll do a podcast drunk once and just sing some of it to people. I'm not really going to sit and sing it, but... Do you even know any 70s, 80s or 90s songs? Of course I do. You know I do. Name one. You know I love like 70s. Do you? Yeah. Bit of disco? Yeah. Bit of disco's good. Oh, we'll have to sing. Mm. I can sing some of that too if you want, but I have to be drunk. I can't do it not drunk. Okay. So karaoke <laughs> we'll drunk, just have a 70s, karaoke Mr. Brightside, <laughs> you're yeah. set. Why not? Let's <laughs> give it a go. It could be entertaining. Well, You'll have to do some too. Let's hope the the new roadmap to uh, the end of lockdown includes you getting pissed and doing karaoke then. Why not? We can only hope, Hannah. Why not? That's all we got left? Yeah. Got nothing left. No. It's all gone. Why not? Let's give it a go. Um, do you think that being in uh, lockdown, uh, and I discovered the other day, um, we are the third most strict country in the entire world for the rules around our lockdown. Do you think that being in this in and out crazy lockdown for the past year now Mm -hmm. um, has affected your mental health? Yes, I think it's affected everybody's. Yours specifically? Yes. How do you feel? Uh, I suffer with feeling trapped, Mm -hmm. I think, more than anything. I think that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. Um, Feeling imprisoned in the one place, not having the freedom to go wherever. Yeah. Just, you know... Anywhere. Some, some, some birds yeah. you can't cage, right? Some, yeah. Some yeah. days you don't want to be looking at the same four walls. You want to be off somewhere. It doesn't even matter where else, just somewhere else. That's right. Or, or talking to people. That's what I miss is people. Yeah. You know what I'm like. I love people. So, you know, in general, just having chats with people and, get, you know, getting to know different people, that kind of stuff. And you're not doing that. You're just... I spoke on the phone the other day for two and a half hours to a good friend of mine mm-hmm. who I haven't spoke to for many, many months. Yeah. And uh, he has been uh, exclusively alone. Yeah. Um, almost all this time. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to talk all the time, normal, you know, yeah. just chat, have a laugh, da, da, da. The moment he got on the phone, it was weird. Mm. It was weird. It was like mm. talking to someone that had like been buried in a cave forgotten english and how to interact yeah. with people yeah and, and he hadn't spoken to anyone and when we started talking it was so strange mm-hmm. by the end he was back to normal yeah so it shows you that you know all, all those weird things that could happen to us 
we can we can get it back. That is a, that's a very positive sign that he he did sort of yeah. return to a bit of normal. I think it bigged him up. I think it yeah. made him feel good, and mm. I know it made me feel good. Yeah. So God bless. Fingers crossed, we'll get there. I don't know, believe in God. I know so many. <laughs> just a euphemism. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we're not going back to that episode. I'm yet. just I'm, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> no, it's just I, I find it really sad because so many people are saying, "Oh, I'm I'm you know I'm really anxious," and a lot of people. I've actually had conversations with who are saying they're more anxious about things going back to normal. Yeah. Almost like, I mean, I know I have a fear of going back to normal, but mine is more to do with um, like stress with work and having to yeah, overwork yeah. again. And, yeah, yeah. You know, my body hasn't had to do that for a, no, over yeah. a year. Do you, and it's do you used still to know really, how to do it? Yeah, know? it's used to high pressure and really yeah, fast yeah. pace. And I'm worried after a year off of that, if it's actually going to be able to cope because it was close to not coping beforehand. So I'm actually worrying about it being a situation when we do go back and other people that I've spoken to are more anxious about just socializing again and how, and how their life is going to be because it's just been so long. Mm. They'll be fine. I know they'll be fine, but yeah. Sorry. Is there a reason why you're talking into the side of that mic? Cause like it sounds that? better than over here. Cause then I disappear off. But what about if you face it straight on? Um, That's where you need to be, straight on. Can you get straight on on it? I don't like it here. Right. <laughs> so the up and down vocals with your mic is, is a preference. No, it's worse here. It's better there. No, it's not. It's not. Honestly, it goes up and down here, which These is why mics, I keep moving. They weren't designed for you to talk side on into them. No, but it seems to work better. Is it because you like the sound of your voice better? And you're slightly to the side. Uh, mm, I just try, <laughs> hold on, I don't know. Do I sound you can't see, but Hannah's, Hannah's moving her head around <laughs> like some sort of owl. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like I can hear myself better there than there. Here I sound really far away, like I'm in a tin can. No, I am going in and out more here. I sound like I'm in a loft. Nope, a lift. Wrong route. <laughs> <laughs> you go where you want, it's fine. Anyway, look, we're talking about mental health today. Yeah. And uh, it's very, very close to my heart. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of mental health difficulties in my own world. Yeah. Um, but more pressingly, uh, my mother mm-hmm. uh, has bipolar disorder. Yeah. Um, and not the kind of bipolar disorder where, you know, you go, oh, I think I've got bipolar disorder. No. Uh, my mum's, uh, yeah, clinically <laughs> fully emerge yep. <laughs> immersed yeah um bipolar it's, e- it's even a little hard to talk about but yeah. I, I love my mum yeah you know, incredibly um my mum's had a lifetime of uh mental health issues yeah um she had serious problems with depression and anxiety when i was a little boy right um she was always a great mum. Mm-hmm. never ever failed she was fantastic yeah love her yeah you know? Um, but yeah, she really struggled, and I can I can recall um, when I was young her laying face down on the sofa mm-hmm. uh, a, a lot of days because of the terrible trouble she had with anxiety. Yeah, she went to the doctors. They gave her drugs. You know, mm-hmm. this is back in the eighties. They give her these drugs for was depression. Was that for that was for depression back then? That yeah, depression and she anxiety. She wasn't diagnosed with bipolar at that point. No, nowhere near. Mm-hmm. They, people didn't. I never even knew. Or heard of the word bipolar? Mm-hmm. You know, back in the eighties, we, we, it was different. Yeah. You know, like people wouldn't say, "Oh, that kid's got 
autism or mm. people wouldn't say uh, uh, that kid. You know, like they people now they say, what is it, ADHD, they say? <laughs> Attention <laughs> deficit so disorder. Okay, disorder, yeah. yeah hi- people might say in the 80s, he's always hyperactive, you know? Mm. Stop giving him Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Oh, he's hyperactive. Now they diagnose it, you know, mm-hmm. they, they give you treatment for it, you can get drugs. It wasn't the same then. It was a different world, yeah. you know? So my mum went into the doctors, they gave her the drugs they had, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, years later, you know, her up and down mental health da, 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 eventually led to her becoming um, com- completely agoraphobic, mm-hmm. completely. And I think she was indoors, as in did not go outside. We'll talk to her in a minute. She'll tell us the details, yeah, yeah. what she can remember. Did not go outside for like eight years. And I, I do mean I'm not going outside. That's such Day a and time. night, yeah. You think lockdown's bad. This yeah. is, I, I, I think it's eight years. I'm not sure, but it was mm. a long, long time. Yeah. And again, you know, they medicated her, medicated her, medicated her mm-hmm. uh, for all these things and the drugs. You know what they do to your brain? God knows. Mm. Because now, at this point in her life, um, and having uh, not so long ago uh, lost my stepfather yep. uh, to cancer, mm-hmm. who she loved very dearly, mm-hmm. um, she is. Um, um, who we all love very dearly. Sorry, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> she, I know, she probably yeah. loved more than the rest of us, but it, we 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 loved him dearly. Yeah. Um. She uh. She's now yeah fully bipolar, and there's a whole new you know uh, cacophony of of drugs. You know, yeah. she carries around this great big tray mm. everywhere she goes. This big blue tray just full yeah. of prescription medication. Uh, she can't live her life normally. Um, yeah. She's basically, I think we discussed earlier, the type one, right? That is the more she's manic, more manic, manic than depressive. She's pretty much mostly manic. Yeah. yeah. So she goes from, you know, um, having bouts of depression, mm-hmm. but mainly full scale mania, spending mm-hmm. all her money, getting into fights with strangers. Uh, she's had a few jobs. She got fired from because yeah. of the mania. Um, stealing <laughs> all sorts <laughs> of crazy stuff. She can't help it. Yeah. She's not well. Hmm. But uh, yeah, it's it's hard times, and yeah. I thought you know, like a lot of people struggling with mental health, mm-hmm. um, uh, including myself, including you, mm-hmm. um, that it would be a, a good time to talk to somebody who really, really, knows really, what it is really knows what it, it is yeah. Yeah, to be not well. So we're going to give her a call. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a uh, a riot. She's very funny. <laughs> she's lovely. Yeah, she's she's funny with her bipolar. Anyway, here we go. We're going to do the ring ring because I like the ring ring. You like the ring ring? Yeah, it's taken a while. There we go. I love the ring ring. Hello. Hello, Mum. Hi. Hello, baby. How are you doing? Can you can you hear Hannah? I can't say hello, Hannah. Hi, Jan. Say it like you mean it. Hi, Jan. I love you, Jan. I love you, Jan. Can you hear me? I can hear you, mate. Yeah, I can hear you. Good, good. That's a good thing. Oh, well. You're right. Good. Yeah, we've we we you know we just did an intro where we talked about what we're, what we're going to try and do, Mum, is we're going to talk about you know your mental health and obviously you know what your experience has been um, since uh, since you were young and I was young. Um, yeah. And, and uh, I know that uh, today you've got quite a bad bout of mania. Um, yeah. And you've struggled today. I have, yeah. yeah. Um, how does that feel? Oh, God, Pete, it's dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. Um, so do you want me to tell you what i done today and how it panned out? 
Yeah, and do, uh, we talked earlier as well. You should talk about the, the, the car mat and how it feels so that we can just sort of get a, an idea of how it affects you when you're manic, if you don't mind. Right, so I went to the doctor's mm-hmm. and um, the doc- doctor kept me in there for about an hour and a half. Why? And then, because she wanted to do a full-body MOT, mm-hmm. um, but she wasn't happy about um, the, the breathing. So she took me through and she wanted me to be checked by a nurse, but I'd already been there for an hour and a half. And I had Janine, your sister, waiting in the car for me. Yeah. And um, I was getting really, really stressed, really stressed. And I thought, no, I thought, I'm not having it done. I didn't want to come here in the first place. I, I never said I want to come to the doctors. You're the one that told me to come to the doctors. What triggered her asking you to go to the doctors? What did you ask for? Didn't ask for anything. I was just talking to her on the phone. I thought you asked and her for diazepam. No, that's only when I went there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, then, so, and and she refused today, didn't she? Yeah, she did because she said, like, because of the size of me, uh, which is not slim, I'm not a size 10 anymore, um, and because of the height and that, she'd done the calculation on her computer. The BMI? Yeah. So um, she decided that, you know, this is no joke. You know, we're not going to play about with the diazepam, Janice. She said she was scared that you might not wake up if if she gave it to you. She said that it's more likely that I won't wake up if she gives it to me. Which puts you in a real catch-22, doesn't it? Because you're racing at the moment. Everything about you is racing and you just want it to go away so you can relax. Want it to stop. Mm. Um, it, it doesn't stop once the trigger's been set. And it started when I was in the actual room with the doctor. Um, she asked me to get on the bed so that she could check my legs and that. And I walked round the bed to get on the other side. And she had a go at me for walking round the bed. She said, why didn't you get on this side? And I was like, well, what difference does it make what side I get on? And she's like, well... Because you've brushed up against things now, so I've got to clean the whole side of that room. Oh, and I was, like, yeah. I was like, you're kidding me. I said, oh, I'm really sorry, I didn't know. That's and not I fair. Said, I'm sure, I said, I'm sure I didn't brush up any uh, up against anything. She said, yes, you did, you're topped And I was like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. Mm. Sorry to swear. No, you can swear on here. You can swear as much as you need to. Oh, well, it's bad because since I've been staying with Janine, um, obviously, <laughs> Nimi does like a good swear. And uh, she was telling me the other day, actually, that uh, Daddy, when he stayed with her, yeah. um, I said he never swore when he was hardly ever, never ever see that man swear. I don't remember hearing him swear often. He, no. He'd almost whisper it. She said when he used to come round her house, he'd got so used to them doing it that he'd done it all the time. And I was like, no way. Anyway, so I'm in the doctor's. And I'm sitting there and I thought, no, I've had enough. And the nurse walked past me as I was leaving. And she said, are you all right, Janice? I said, yep, see you later. And I just walked out. And I went as quickly as I could to get to the car. And uh, Janine said, Mum, what are you doing? You ain't been saying. And I said, no. I said, they're mugging me off. 
She said, what do you mean they're mugging you off? I said, they're mugging me off. They're trying to make me stuck there against my will to do what? You know, and I was so stressed. Mm-hmm. It was unreal. Um, and then I had to go back home with Janine. I went into the bank to get a state bank statement that I needed to uh, clear up the transaction that I didn't know how it had happened. And that really stressed you out as well, didn't it? No, it stressed me out. Well, it did because she said she was having trouble with her computer and uh, I really wanted to go away badly. So I was literally crossing my legs thinking, oh, God, this can't go on. I'm going to bloody work myself if I stand here forever. And I looked out the door and there was a parking ticket man right by my car. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Oh, no. But luckily I got out there just in time. Oh, he's lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's lucky he didn't end up in an headlock. Well, he would have done for giving me a ticket. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. He would not have wanted to give me a ticket right then and there because <laughs> I would have gone from, you know, I would have just literally hit the roof. Yeah. Mm. And... um you know, like, like I was telling you the other day, that man, when I had my teeth pulled, my tooth pulled out, yep. that's why I'm speaking with a lisp, um, and he said to me, I dropped my cigarette packet on the floor. Not packet, the actual wrapping. Yeah. And he said to me, whoa, 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 whoa. And I was, and he said to me, you've dropped something down there. And normally I'd go, oh, fuck off, you mug. And I'd go sick, yeah. In mania, this is part of the illness, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That would have been a trigger. Yeah. For the, uh, that is, I'm not like that, Pete. I'm, which I like I know, I know, I know very well. So anyway, I picked the paper up to keep the peace and I apologised. And I said, sorry about that. And I felt really good about myself for doing that. And I thought, that's a better way to handle it. You know? yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you know as well, Mum, but um, Hannah's dad suffers with uh, bipolar disorder. Um, yes, we spoke about yeah, it. Yeah, but, he, but he's not—he's not the manic kind. He's the—he's more the depressive kind, right? Yeah, I mean, he—he he has both elements. He—he he can go up and down, but yeah, he's mostly depressive. Obviously, I'm not in total contact with him, so I can't speak as well as as Jan can on any of it, or as you can about your mum. But yeah, he's more the depressive side. So I grew up around that more than the manic i did there were manic times i do know those but mostly depressive with him yeah yeah definitely you know what hannah Mm. i i actually cope better with the depressive side of it yeah because i can literally go in the front and curl in a bowl Mm. and just wait for it to go yeah i mean i I don't just cry i weep right i mean i I weep i'm i'm beside myself yeah you know, and sometimes I feel like I'm in a big black hole and I'm holding on for dear life just by my fingertips yeah. before I drop. And if I drop, that's it, I'm gone. Yeah. Do you, you know? have um, Do you have what, I mean, obviously I, I did study bipolar around the time that my dad was diagnosed to understand what it was. And I know that some people can go literally from the depressive state straight into manic, straight to depressive, straight to manic. Others can go depressive and then have some kind of normal mode and then maybe manic. No, what do you there's do? No, 
there's no normal. There's no, no normal. Mm-hmm. It's um, my behaviour is odd to say the least. Mm. You know, I mean, I, I'll give you for instance Christmas time. Yeah. Is it okay to, if we tell you this? Yeah, you tell us what you want. Yeah. We're just All having right, a chat, Mum. Christmas time, I went with um, Jolene and Andrew to get presents for the grandchildren, as you know. Yeah. And we'd agreed on a um, amount of spending, didn't we, Pete? I think it was something like 250 weren't yeah, it? Yeah, I'll just interject and say that I managed my mum's money yeah. um, mm-hmm. for her just to make sure yeah. that uh, she doesn't spend it all in a week, which you would, right, Mum? I would. I'd spend it and more. <laughs> I, I just need, I need someone, a man, to knock on my door and say, look, um... I'll give you a thousand pound a week if you let me live with you. I need a man to come round and say, I'll give you a thousand pound a week, you know. I'd cook for him. <laughs> I'd, I'd do his washing. I'd even have sex with him. Oh, wow. God, no. Pete, I ain't had sex for about eight and 20 years, so you don't have to worry about that, but I would. Oh. For a thousand pound a week, yeah. And if I'm, lucky, if I'm luckier, if I'm luckier, you never know, I might get someone knocking the door one day and say, look, Jan, See? I've heard about your offer. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I say, you're using this to advertise. I understand now. She's on it. I love it. This, yeah. is, a, this is how real your mum is, right? <laughs> when, you, when, you, when your own mum <laughs> will prostitute herself for a thousand pound a week, you know she's got a bipolar. <laughs> No, 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 no. Oh, I'm thinking that some nice man might come round the door and just give me a thousand pounds, right. and yeah, mm-hmm. I'd have sex with him. Right. But um, other than that, he, at, this point, to, at this uh, point, we haven't established whether or not he's asking for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's probably going to get it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> right. Um. What I, what I wanted to do, if it's okay, Mum, is try and go back to what I remember. Yes, okay. Right, so um, in the early days, uh, mm-hmm. when I was a little boy, I remember we're getting a bit of feedback from your phone there, Mum. Near my, my own voice. Oh, I don't know why. Did you, did you have me on the normal phone and then put me on speaker? No. You're on speaker. Can you can you talk off speaker? Is that better? No, I won't be able to. It, it, it would annoy me. Okay, don't worry then. Just get used to your own voice. All right, all right. <laughs> right, so... Um, I swear to God. What I, what I remember as a, as a child is you... Uh, we had that red velvet-like um, sofa in London. Oh. And you used to lay face down on it for like hours and hours and hours. Because you had problems with anxiety and um, depression then, and that's the start that I remember. Now, do you do you recall what was going on then? Yeah, that was the uh, oh agoraphobia. No, this that is bef- was... this is before you were agoraphobic. This is no, this lived, is right? the start of the agoraphobia. This oh. was the look, Pete. To be quite honest with you, okay, just quickly tell you, I knew there was something wrong with me when I was about thirteen. I suffered incredible bouts of depression. I used to cry a lot and you know, living with mum and dad wasn't easy, you know, being that mum was a bipolar woman and she was untreated. So it was hell. Because no one knew what it was then. 
No, they didn't. And it was hell. Living with my mother was like living with the devil. Mm. You know, and they used to fight all the time, scream, shirts, swear, you know, and um, hit us and all sorts. And so it wasn't a very happy childhood. And then as I got older, I noticed that I was still starting to feel depressed. Um, It was hard. It was hard. Um, but I noticed that I couldn't laugh from the pit of my stomach. You know, like if someone laughs and you laugh with them. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes something can be so funny. You can laugh, really laugh. And I have had times when I have had really laughed. Yeah. But back then I couldn't do it. Wow. I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't. An empathy, I couldn't feel empathy and you know, other things as well. I noticed, you know, the thing is, you love your children so much, you'd fight a lion off to save your children, yeah? Mm. You would literally step in front of a train. But I noticed there was something going wrong, something weren't quite right, because um, this is like... When Sam lived with us, when Joe and Jamie were born, you know, when there was all five of us there, I noticed that I was starting to feel, um, what's the word? You, Anxious? I knew I, was suppo- I knew I was supposed to love you, yeah? Oh, and I yeah. knew that I didn't, I, I knew that you, I did love you, yeah? But I couldn't feel the feeling of love. Do you wow. see what I I don't know if you can understand that. So yeah, um, I, think, I think you're talking about my sisters. Obviously, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you've always loved well, me. You are my favourite. Exactly. You are my favourite. Thanks, thanks. And all the girls are probably going to listen to this. So yeah, girls. <laughs> oh fuck you! Oh, they're, just, they're, they're just a load of bitches anyway. At the yeah, end that's of the right. Day, that's right. Mother. Yeah, let's get upset. I'm their mother. Yeah. They should get out there and be like on the street corners earning me some money. Do yeah, they care? Yeah, rock No, they don't care. <laughs> you know, I'm so, expecting them to knock on my door with my money, man. <laughs> this, is, this is no good. I'm waiting for some, you know. I mean, they've all got good bodies. Go out there, get your mum some money. <laughs> wow, there you go. <laughs> so, mum, mum. Well, they tried to, Hannah, they tried to sell me once. We went to... <laughs> No, they did. Wow, they did. wow. We, we, well, we, I used to go up to, one of them had found a pub that was like the titty bar. Right. And what it was was where strippers were, but mm-hmm. it had a nice disco floor. So mm-hmm. me and all the girls and my mate used to go up there and we'd do disco dancing and, you know, every so often we'd get a lap dance by these women. <laughs> Which means we, I'm not a lesbian, so <laughs> I, I didn't mind. And I tell you what was really funny. Well, I was talking to one of them once, mm. and she French kissed me. So I didn't know what to do. So I just kissed the back. Wow! And I have to say, women kiss better than men because it it was a lot smoother and gentler. Mm. If you don't mind me saying. Oh, anyway, yeah. so we've gone down to this other pub down the road, and this bloke likes me and I knew it mm. and he used to do karaoke and the pub and he used to get on the floor in front and sing to me anyway he said to the girls one night when it was coming up to lock up he said if you can get your mum to come up 
upstairs with me. He said, I'll lock the pub, the doors downstairs and you can have any drink you want. Wow. And they were like, wow, go on, <laughs> Mum. Mum, please, go on, Mum. And like, Janine shouted, take one for the team. (laughs) (laughs) So they wanted you to go upstairs and sleep with this guy. You know, the fact is, I was still with Jack. (laughs) Yeah, they wanted me to go and sleep with him just so they could have some free drinks. Oh, rock and roll. (laughs) Mum, (laughs) Mum, when uh, you first started showing the signs of... Uh, first of all, Mum, sorry, how, how long were you actually agrophobic for? How long did you not leave the house for? Um, I was agrophobic for 10 years, but I couldn't leave the house for seven years. Absolutely um, couldn't leave at all? I couldn't leave at all for seven years, mm-hmm. and um, then I started to get what I call walkers. They were ladies that tried to get me out of the house and get me to be like normal people. But I had a lot, a lot of trouble trying to... It took years for me to be able to be like a regular person and even get a bus or, you know. And um, it was heartbreaking because Jamie Lee's school was just down the road and she was about 10. Mm. And I could only watch her go to school from the... There was like a green outside the front of our house. I don't know if you remember. I do. In the link. Well, she crossed the road there. I was able to get there. So I watched her walk right the way up. And I said to Julie at the time, if you see her come up, there was a lollipop lady. I said, but can can you make sure she crosses the road okay? And that, so... um, yeah, it just meant I had to part with Julie every time. <laughs> oh, good luck, Julie. Miss Julie. I do, I do. What a wonderful woman. Yeah, Julie passed away, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Mum, what did they medicate you with back then with the agoraphobia? Was it antidepressants? Yes, they they medicated me with a medicine that you shouldn't have medicated for agoraphobia. Right. And it was called amipramine. And um, it has the opposite effect of it doesn't help you trying to go out. It doesn't help. It it, it was not the right pill. What is it? Me. Is it an antidepressant? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, uh, oh, God, I struggled then, Pete, because the worst bit about it is I remember next to the bedroom was the toilet because how it all started was, um, as you know, Jack and I were down south end, and I literally got on the floor and said to him, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And when he brought me home, I ran upstairs and got in bed, but I couldn't get out of the bed to go to the toilet, which was next to the bedroom. Right. It was my nerves, I'd shake, I'd sweat. And then the other thing was I didn't want Jack to come up to bed because while I was on my own, I could have these panic attacks that I was having by myself, but once he got in the bed, you know, I didn't like the feeling of him being there in case I had a panic attack. Right. As mad as that sounds. And, and I, I have... over the years, as as you've obviously gone from sort of one mental health condition to another, do you think that the, your drugs have increased, the amount of different prescription drugs that you take? Hell yeah. Mm. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, they, when they started me off on uh, yeah, 
they originally gave me 300 mils. Mm-hmm. I'm now on... Uh, it, it, it happened that the pills started to not work. Um, and what else did they give me? Depakot. Yeah. So they, they've raised them to the point now where they can't give me any more. Yeah. I'm literally a step away from lithium. Well, they, they, they would still use the Depakot with lithium, and that would leave you in some sort of vegetative mental state, right? You would be like sort of here, sort of not. And that's right, that's right. But as I said to you before, that rather than feel the way I was feeling, I would rather be in a vegetative... I can't say it, Pete. That's all right, nor could I. A vegetable state. <laughs> I'd rather be like that because, yeah, yeah. It, you know, and it's a terrible lonely existence it as is, well. Yeah. People notice that there's something not quite right about you and I've noticed that. Yeah, um, that, that's hard to deal with as well for you. It makes me really sad for you. Mm. Do you know what, as well, Mum? I'll tell you something really interesting, right? Years yeah. ago, when I had terrible, terrible trouble with anxiety, obviously that's all behind me now, so thank God, um, it turned out it was just my thyroid. But uh, at the time, I had that anxiety. Remember, all the time, all the time, all the time, I couldn't really describe to anybody what it felt like, how bad it was. But you absolutely nailed it on the head because you said to me one day, you said, it's like... You're always panicking, panicking, panicking. And that panic is you thinking, oh, I'm going to have a heart attack. I'm going to have a heart attack. I'm going to have a heart attack. And then you get to a point where you've dealt with the anxiety so long that you're like, you know what? Let's just have this heart attack and get it fucking yeah. over with because this is worse than that. Yeah. This is worse you than want that the feeling. And my mum told that to me mm. and uh, said that to me. Mm. And I was like, that is exactly what it is mm. because obviously she's had terrible anxiety as yeah, well. Yeah, of course. I, uh, you know, I think, um, yeah, you have um, bipolar because it's in you, but also the way you're raised doesn't help. No, because you had a really uh, traumatic upbringing, a lot of fighting around you growing up. That, I think that affected time. all of you. Mm. It, it, it affected all of us and yeah. um, it left some very, I mean, Gary, my brother's an alcoholic. Jackie, my sister, suffers with her nerves. Um, she has OCD. Yeah. Is it? Uh, yeah, she, well, she does and doesn't. It's on and off. But I remember when she was younger, that was very bad. All three of you, because of all the growing up with all that fighting around you, all three of you have definitely been long-term affected by what happened. But but m- most of all you, you've been affected more than the others. I think so. Anyway, I think you've had. Well, the I was picked, I was picked on more than the others. It was easier to. I mean, like for instance, they'd say every time they wanted a takeaway, and we lived in London, didn't we, Hackney? Mm-hmm. They'd send me, and I didn't understand why they'd send me and not my brother. Mm. Do you see what I mean? To the chip shop. Yeah. Because you had to go down a, a like an alleyway to get to there. And whenever I got near the alleyway, I'd run. Oh, bless you, you know? yeah. So I was scared on yeah. the way there. And, and on the way back, it was always dark. That's when they sent me, sent me to get these uh, takeaways and some of the things they called me, Pete, like, I mean, my dad used to say to me, oh, Janice, you've got shit for brains, yeah? Yeah. And then he'd tell me, I brought you into this world, I can fucking well take you out. What? What? What is that? Yeah, yeah no, so you're right. Who's that to their child? Yeah. You're right, absolutely right. 
Yeah. Because bipolar, obviously, um, that there's quite a few factors in in why you can obviously get bipolar, and it is environmental and genetic. It's a proper mixture of both. But if you have both of those things attacking you, in some ways, it almost feels like you didn't have any other option apart from to develop this disorder, which is horrendous. I don't know how. Um, I hear, I watch television programs. I see people that have got bipolar, mm. and um, you know they seem to be very depressed. Or yeah. you know, I don't think I. I don't know if I do seem to be very depressed. Do I, Pete? No, I don't think you do. In fact, I I, I think although you're very very unwell, mm. you're actually very funny with it, and that's that's something I want to go into. I want to talk about some of the crazy shit. <laughs> that your illness has caused you to do, if you're happy to talk about it? Well, I was just going to tell you before you stopped me earlier when I went to Tesco's to get these Christmas presents with Jolene. Yeah, sorry, Mum, go ahead. My daughter Jolene and her partner, Andrew, took me to get the Christmas presents. And um, because I couldn't be bothered to walk past for a scooter so I could drive around on it, I was so excited to have this money that you put into my account that I could spend, uh, I think it was about £250. I was elated. Mm. I was on the high. Then the mania was there, yeah. So I whisked round on this scooter to the toy section where I could get me granddad, me grandkids to their toys. Mm. Anyway, I was, I was saying to Joe, there was a couple of elderly women um, driving along on their scooters <laughs> and they were um, not going very fast and I said, Joe, look at me. I said, I can beat them. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> and this is in the middle of Tesco. And anyway, I was going up and down the aisles and Joe's like, my mum, man. Oh, yeah, there was a guy as we was going in there. I said, look at him, Joe. I said, he looks just like Crocodile Dundee, Dundee but shorter. <laughs> and uh, Joe said to Andrew, I love my mum. She says she's funny. She said, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> I don't know if I can cope for much longer. <laughs> so anyway, I couldn't find them in Tesco. So I'm going, Joe, 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 where are you? So they didn't answer. So I phoned the mum. I said, Joe... I can't find you. She said, I know. We're hiding from you. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about um, Jamie Lee. Uh, when I told Jamie Lee, who's, who's uh, one of my sisters as well, um, she uh, asked me to relay a couple of things that you did. <laughs> just because it's, it's funny. Uh-oh. All right. right. Yeah, Jamie Lee said, ask mum about the time when I was 14. I brought a friend over that was a boy. She turned around to say hello to this boy she'd never met before with her boobs out and those washing machine gel pod things over her nipples. <laughs> did that happen, no, Mum? Did that happen? I think it did. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't remember it. Oh, God. Well, she does. And I didn't... Oh, yes, she's true. And But this was a boy I know. This is, was her friend. Oh, she said you didn't know him. I did fucking know him. Why would I get my kids out in front of someone I don't know? Hello, look at my boobs. Oh, my God. Mind you, when I was going to titty bar with the kids, 
at the traffic lights one day. I'd done it to a man who was crossing the road. I flashed him my boobs. Hopefully not with the washing up pods on uniforms this time. No, I didn't have the washing up pods on. He was, he, Julie said he's looking. Julie said he's looking at you. I went, "What? Hey!" So I stuck his middle finger up. This is all part was, of the illness, obviously. Well, but yeah, yeah. Shit. And I was um, like, <laughs> Jamie Lee also mentioned uh, to say to you. Um, about the time when you came to her friend's flat to bring them booze and cigarettes and yeah. took, took a few tokes on a joint, then sat yeah. outside on the curb in the rain looking for your sunglasses that were on your head the whole time, then came back, yep, kissed, back inside and fell asleep on the sofa. Yeah, true. <laughs> you were just supposed to make a delivery <laughs> and it didn't work out. Well, you know, they had a... Um, uh, they had a uh, a party bad going on, so they said, come up. And I thought, yeah, why not? I mean, I was always up there with the kids. I was always them and their mates. And, um, yeah, so this kid had to join, and I've, I did take a couple of puffs. I think I took more than a couple because mm-hmm. I felt like I was losing the will to live. I felt fuzzy. You know, fuzzy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you don't feel with it, and I do remember sitting on the doorstep, um, thinking I can't find my sunglasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they were on my head. That was funny. And uh, I've done loads, Pete. I've done loads more than that. Um, well, tell, tell me about that. Tell tell um, people about the time. Um, and we we should also relay that this is all part of the illness. This is what it does. That when you manic. <laughs> Yeah. You do you don't have really strong either. things. See, yeah. see, what's really funny about this is that I know my mum prior to bipolar. Yeah. And I know that she was a very reserved person mm-hmm. who would never have done these things. You remember that, don't you, mum? Yeah. And since it's... You I, know, had a lot, I had a lot of love in me to give. I loved children. I loved having loads of kids in the ass and... Yeah. Anybody could come in. It was like it was a playhouse for but the you kids. Was ca- um, you was calm. You was like really quite um, reserved as yeah. a person. You know, you 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 I took would. quite yeah. And then and then when the illness came was when all this other stuff that we're talking about now came along with it. Yeah, bang. Yeah, and it was bang. It literally went from going to bed one night, being as reserved, and you know, I would, I must admit, I, I was quite loving as well. I think I mean I. Desperately loved my children. You did, and I desperately loved, um, like I say, having other children in to play with them. And kids from the street used to go. I don't know if you remember, Pete. They'd go in my fridge freezer and get lollies. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> Things like that, and you know, we used to have the paddling pool out, and Jack would come home, and and um, he he said he needed ten minutes when he got home because it was just too much. Mm. <laughs> so what is that? What does the what does it feel like when someone crosses you and you're manic and you get the rage? What what does that feel like? You can't control yourself. It's instantaneous. You can't control yourself. You, uh, I'll give you for instance. Yeah. So I'm in Tesco's. I work there. Um, I'm enjoying it because I was having mania every day where I enjoyed this job so much. I was just stacking shelves. But you had an aisle, didn't you? And you made it perfect. That's part of the illness as well. You, all your tins, all your packaging had to be the correct way round and you did it very efficiently and quickly. 
That's right, too quickly. In fact, I got told off by the other women because they said that if I carry on the way I'm carrying on, that there won't be no work left for them to do. <laughs> and uh, so I got told off. But there was one woman who was particularly not very nice to me. And I just, I looked at her one day and I looked down the aisle, she shouted something at me and I said to her, I'm going to have you. I said, I'm going to have you. And then uh, she went in to have her break. I went in there and she was looking over and I just rubbed her by a jumper and pulled her out, dragged her down to the uh, toilets and really let rip. And people come in to break us up and I was swearing and screaming at her. And she said, I'm going to tell this other woman, whoever. And I called her a racist name. Um, wish I shouldn't have done that, um, no. because I'm not a racist. No, I know. Um, but I, uh, God forgive me, but I called her a fucking packy, and I knew she wasn't. She was from some, like, um... She was from, uh, a, she was from, like, um, the Arab Emirates. She was, she... Yeah, she was, Arabic. Yeah, yeah, Arabic, yeah. Yeah, so, um, but I was really pissed. I was so pissed, and this... This sort of thing happened so often, it was unreal. I was around Joe's one day. But you, wait a minute, my, my, you loved that job. You loved I having that know. job and you loved being in that job, didn't you? Oh, I loved it so much. I've never been so happy. But you couldn't mm. control yourself because someone, the mania had come along, someone had put you in a situation where you felt like they were ganging up on you. This woman was the head of uh, some was. sort of... Yes. And that's what—that's why it came to a head because the mania stopped you from being able to control your temper. But I must just say, yeah, that um, the mania must have been driving my colleagues mental because I'd get on the pool table and play pool, right? And I'd be very loud, very annoying, um, playing with other guys and whatever. I mean, some bloke came on to me in the. Uh, where you go and have your meals, yeah. Mm. And I said, ah, he was a baker. I said, ah, baker, you want to break bake bread in my oven? Mm. <laughs> 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 and uh, things like that. But it was only I realised what I'd done when another guy come and got a job there, and he was just as manic as me. He was loud. He was annoying. He was everything I'd been before he got there, and that's what he was. Yeah. So it gave me an insight into the fact that I must have been driving him crazy, Pete. Yeah. Mm, that's so much clarity, though, for you to be able to see that. She does. It's amazing she that does you can see do that. Yeah, yeah, you can, you can she always does. step outside of yourself and see it. She's aware of everything, mm. but, she's, but, but she's not in control. Yeah. At the time that it's happening to her, yeah. she she's well aware that it's wrong. Yeah, she's well aware that what she's doing, even at the time that she's doing it, yeah, may be wrong. There's part of her mind that knows very well mm. because she's still the same person. Yeah, before bipolar, it's just the trigger. In there. It's yeah. just that one trigger. She cannot control it, and that's the illness. And she, yeah. do you know what? She beats herself up about this all the time. Yeah, mm. my mum's got a terrible guilt complex about everything she does, mm. but she doesn't give herself a break. Mm. She's not well. And she can't choose what her mind makes her do. All of this yeah. stuff, I know her before. Mm. All of this stuff is the illness. Yeah. The getting into the fights, 
the, the screaming at people, the spending the money, the flashing strangers, it's all the illness. Oh, the money. Let's talk about the money. Mm. How, much do you lo- how much do you love spending money, Mum, since you, since oh, you became bipolar? <laughs> I have to say that I used to be very careful with what I brought. I mean, the kids always had lovely clothes. I'd buy them from Next. And, and like, they always had what they needed, shoes. I'd buy them from Clark's Shoe Shop. We did, and yeah. They all had the good stuff, but, um, you know, now I'd probably go and buy a pair of trainers at Savers or whatever uh, for £12 and think of it, you know, the jackpot. I um, I just love spending money. Mm. It means so much to me. It's like if I I didn't have money, I'd lose the will to live. (laughs) I know that at the end of the week I'm going to get money. Yeah. And it's like the most exciting time ever. Mm. Maybe not always healthy though, right? Not for me. I was going to say, I get, you... if I get manic. If you yeah. need to take a break, Mum, we'll go for a low. We can put it on pause for a moment while you go. No, I'm just going to go and light a cigarette. All right, baby. Yeah. All right, baby. Yeah, if, if I. Um, I need that money. You don't understand. I do it's just understand. Like, you know what I said to you about it being your birthday and I bought you the aftershave. Yeah. And you weren't happy about it. It wasn't aftershave. It was um, expensive perfume. Well, perfumes for women. No, for a man. What do you mean? It cost her eighty five quid for Yeah, I know, it's crazy. I don't need I don't need any cologne. What am I gonna you what am I wear it for? I'm stuck indoors. What am I gonna do? It, do you know what it did to me, Hannah? It mm-hmm. made me take it back to the shop. Aww. It is where it gets really sad, yeah? Mm. So I'm taking it back to the shop. I'm really not happy I've got to take this back to the shop because I was all excited Aww. about giving it to him because he wanted... I had to tell him where I'd spent the money. Yeah. And I honestly didn't know, but we know now it was privilege that took money out of my hands. Right. It was a car insurance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> so um, doesn't always read her mail. <laughs> no, I didn't. So then I gave it back to them. I told them my son doesn't like perfume; he mm. doesn't want it. And another lady, her name's Katie. Yeah. And um, she gave me the eighty-five pounds something, and I was elated. <laughs> To have the money. That's where it gets really sad. Aww. I've just given my son's, my son's deodorant, air spray, whatever it is, yeah. back. Uh, at I this point, Mum, I'm wearing deodorant, air spray and perfume <laughs> and I'm not even going out. <laughs> I don't know what they call it, aftershave, did they call it? Uh, I don't know, eau de toilette. I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter because, you know what, I'd rather you have the 80 quid. I was going to say, what did you actually spend it on after that? <laughs> you don't want to know. You don't want to know. Mum, do you, do you think, right, bearing in mind that you've suffered with this mental health for so long now, yeah? Uh, do you think yeah. that, they've, that you've ever had proper mental health support? No. No. They've never... They've never um, the doc- the multitude of doctors and specialists and everybody else that you've seen over the years, 
I've never really been able to prescribe you with the correct drugs to level you off uh, and just keep you there. They took me in hospital. They made me stay in hospital. You were sectioned? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm in hospital, and I didn't know what's the point of me being there because, yeah, they gave me the pills. Um, You had to queue up to get your pills at bedtime and in the morning when you got up or whatever, yeah. And they fed me. You go in a dining room to eat, yeah. And maybe when you first first get there, somebody talks to you. But after that, you're on your own. It was like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. But instead of Jack Nicholson, it starred my mum. (laughs) Can you imagine what she did in there? Nothing but trouble. Tell them about when you... (laughs) Tell them about... uh, uh, when you were in um, the uh, the hospital, when you were sectioned, and you wanted a cigarette, <laughs> how did you get a light for it? Did I you, don't remember. Didn't you tell me that uh, when you want a cigarette, they won't let you keep a lighter, so you just had a man's arm just come through a hole in a wall? They stop you from smoking at 10 o'clock. You're not allowed out. Right. So you can't smoke. But I did get in trouble. Well, you know when I had the operation to take my womb away? Yeah. I already had the bipolar then, yeah. And I really fancied a cigarette. Even though I'd just had an operation to take my womb away that very same day, yeah. So I thought, I am having a cigarette. I don't care. So I leant out the window and uh, I was having a cigarette. And the nurse came in. And she let me have it. You know, she literally ripped me in the arsehole. I was, mm. I was devastated. All I wanted was to go downstairs in the hospital and have a cigarette. So now, Mum, given how you feel right now, uh, what would be the dream? What would you most like to feel? Just peace? Just peace and quiet or what? No, um, I feel very lucky in life. Yeah. Um, I feel the the only thing that has made my life um, not as happy as it would have been is that I've lost Jack. Yeah. Um, because uh, that is uh, uh, that has had a real uh, impact on me. Yeah, mm. it's a very hard um, time. I miss him. Yeah, I know. I'm, I miss him so much, and he kept me on the straight and narrow. He. he you know, he, he did know. Me, he knew how to deal with you. He told me what to do, when to do it, where to do it, and why to do it. Yeah. And I'd, I'd be like, "Oh, get lost." Mm. You know? <laughs> we had a family. This was really funny. Yeah, <laughs> we'd have we'd been separate rooms. Yeah, yeah. To have um, watched telly because we watched different programs. So we got a telly in the kitchen mm. and one in the living room, mm. and. Um, Jack was uh, in the kitchen, and I come in while he was watching something, so I paused it, and I said, okay, he said, what do I want? I said, an ice pole. So I got an ice pole, mm. went in, out the room. So I come back in the kitchen, he said, what do you want now? I said, I want another ice pole. <laughs> he said, can't you just take the ice poles in with you? I said, No. So I come in again. He said, what? I said, I want a cup of tea. He was like, oh, for God's sake. He said, do you want to change rooms? I said, no, I'm all right in there, thanks. <laughs> so he said to me, he said something to me, I can't remember what it was, and mm. I said to him, oh, 
F off, yeah. And we did Jack and I never swore at each other, very rarely. Mm. And um, he said, you bitch. And I said, you bastard. And he went, you bitch. I went, bastard. <laughs> so I shut the door and he went, bitch. And I opened the door and went, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. It was so funny. Mm. It, it went on and on with yeah. them going into each other's rooms doing it. It became a funny thing. Oh. It did, it did, it did. But um, oh, I'm going to tell you something now, Hannah. I'm mm. going to make my son cringe. Oh, don't tell uh, uh, Yeah, that. please tell it. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, go for it. So um, I didn't normally do things like this, but I had a really upset tummy when we lived in the manse. Mm. That's the house we bought. And uh, I really, really, really had excruciating wind. Mm. And honestly, Hannah, it smelled like rotten eggs. It was disgusting. (laughs) Anyway, Jack had gone to bed and uh, I was really tired and I thought I'd go up to bed. Mm. And I laid in the bed and uh, I passed wind. Mm. And Jack went, he was asleep, he went, putting his head from side to side, he went, oh, oh. He went, what's that smell? What's that smell? And I said, I said, you've got wind, darling, you farted. And he said to me, I did that. I did that. That's (laughs) brilliant. I very quietly got up and went downstairs. All of a sudden, I bang from the upstairs and I was running down the stairs yeah, and it was Jack. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you stink. He said, it absolutely stinks in here. And he opened all the front of the window. Oh, wow. <laughs> but the bit was so funny was the fact that he's gone, I did that in between speaking away. I did that. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> That's it was hilarious. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah. a great story. Um, Mum, does, uh, does having a nice chat make you feel a bit better today? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you Good. sound a bit calmer than when we spoke earlier. I feel a bit calmer. Good, you sound tired now. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good yawn. thing. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you didn't get that one out. No, I, um, I've had to come back to... Um, I'm probably going to ask you for a couple of quid next week because I've had to put more petrol in the car than I normally would. And I've also had to play my window cleaner today. He left me a note. So I had to phone him up and tell him I was home. Well, Um, I'm not going to be able to say yes, Mum. You're going to have to ask Hannah. (laughs) All right, I'll ask Hannah later on in the week. You go for it. (laughs) We'll have a chat then. You can have whatever you need. You know you can. So, um, what, what do I want to be in life? I, I When they started giving me uh, the Depakot pills, yeah? Yeah. It changed my whole self. For about two weeks, I felt like a completely normal person. Wow. I had two weeks of being normal, and never in my life have I ever felt normal. And I did. And it was wonderful. And I was hoping that, you know, it was going to last, but mm. it didn't. No. Sadly, it didn't. Mm. But um, I've got all these grandkids. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I've got so many. Mm-hmm. And I love them all, but I love them all in different ways for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's normal or not, because um, you should love them all for the same reason. No, They're you shouldn't. Them. No, you shouldn't. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but there's something about all of them that, um, you know, I've got a twinkle in my eye. Mom. I'm just chatting shit. Mum, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get off. We're going to get off so we can wind That's it up. Bi- about, yeah, I know. I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going we're gonna to wind it up and then I'm going to call you back straight after to tell you how much I love you. We do love you, Mum. I know. Isn't it wonderful? And if you, if you say Hannah actually admitted she loved me. I do. Yeah, it was, was that loud enough? <laughs> yeah, but where are my cakes? I know, I'm sorry, I haven't made you any for a while. I'll, I'll get on to it, I promise. Once lockdown's yeah. over, you can have as many cakes as you want. Well, and actually, chocolates I'm not, too. I'm not <laughs> should, also, should also mention at this point, my mum's type 1, well, type 2 diabetic, <laughs> nearly type 1. That makes me sound awful. <laughs> I'm just feeding yeah, yeah. your mother sugar. Yeah, we're going to give you cakes, <laughs> mum. Of course we are. She's never getting these cakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll have a go at sugar-free. Give that Sugar a go. Cakes, I really mom. enjoyed chatting to you guys. Oh, and it's I think been lovely. the main reason is, um, but I don't know because I think I'm going to do some more draw. Oh, I wanted to tell you about that. Yeah. Just quickly. Go on. That's part of the mania. You know those books you got me? Mm-hmm. Janine said to me she wouldn't even be able to begin to do one of those colouring ends. And she refused to do, I told her to do the horses for me, and she refused to do them, which um, I'm going to have to give her a slap for, but okay. um, that'll be at a later date. But um, once I start and pay, I can't stop. No, but it's good for you, isn't it? Doesn't it help you relax? Yes, yeah, I love it. Well, then there you go. It's not a bad thing. So you do them to your heart's content. All right, I love you guys. I'll see you later. Thank love you, you so Ta-da, much. Darling. See you, everybody else. <laughs> Bye. Bye, oh dear. Yeah, that's what it. That's 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 my everyday phone call. I know. Uh, it's I not know. easy. It's no. not easy. No. And all of that stuff that she said, mm. all of the inappropriate things that she says, mm. one after another after another. Mm. She doesn't have a filter. Mm. But before bipolar, she did have a filter. Yeah. My mum wouldn't show boobs at people. All that. Yeah. This is all. The illness, yeah, you know, and the, you have to give the people you love an awful lot of bandwidth when this stuff happens, of because course. obviously it's a test, you know, yeah. for for me and uh, for my sisters, it's a very very stressful thing. Yeah. Um, but but it, you you also remember what she was like before, so it's a really difficult situation. And I love you, you, I love for her super seated yeah, all, all day long. You know, yeah. it's, it, it, that's her mum. Yeah. You know, so it, it um, it's not really a question of you know. Uh, getting so embarrassed by the things that she does that is too much. We yeah. love her. You yeah, know, we understand course. it. We have to we have to make scope for yeah. for her to be able to. And there are some days where she is like extra, you know, extra manic and not so manic, and you can get maybe more of a straightforward conversation yeah. with her. And there's other days where she will tail off everywhere. There's else. days of clarity where it's like old her. Yeah, and uh, it's almost like an illusion because like uh, I can talk to her and it's it's normal, but I can't trust right. it because right. I know that. You know, even a few hours later, yeah, she could be in any sort of situation. We spoke yeah. about, you know, with her some of the things that she's done, mm-hmm. but it's tip of the iceberg. I know she's been in. Well, she's been other... in road rage fights. Yeah. She's been in all sorts of things. She's there's some other questions I'd love to ask her as well. So maybe yeah. if if she's having a calmer day, 
or a day where she feels like a bit more placid. We oh, could, you, can, we could uh, you can ask I'm what you want anytime. I'm, I yeah, am. I'm going to. I love yeah. it. We have good chats. <laughs> Oh, well. Well, this has been an insight. It has. It really has. There you go. An uncomfortable one for me, but an insight all the time. You didn't cringe too much. Oh, my God. It's too much. Anyway, here's to you, banana. (laughs) 